Welcome to Six Again, your go-to rugby league podcast with hosts Adam Hoy and Jared Mooton. Let's kick off. Round two, no, round 19, take two, that's what I meant to say. It's going to be mostly footy on this one, surprise, surprise. Uh, a couple of things off the field, mainly with regards to World Cup eligibility and a West Tigers assistant coach um, actually makes a call that puts the club first and will probably play, pay dividends in the near future. And we have a retirement from one of the game's all-time good guys who have scored arguably the best try of the past decade with regards to skill anyway, and a hell of a lot of luck, I'm sure. But uh, we'll get to that. Injuries, and that's pretty much it. There are are a lot of other little stories going on, um, more club-specific sort of stuff. So if you're some George fan, you can jump over and have a look at their team of the century list that they have put out. We're not really going to touch on it. Neither is the St. George supporters. And while we know of the 11 premierships in a row, it wouldn't really be, I wouldn't be given any accurate representation of whether they chose accurately, correctly, et cetera. Um, I'll leave that up to you guys. Look. I think I just put it in the chat too. It's hard to pick a modern generation. The only player is I've actually ever seen really play is Mark Gazzia. And it's very hard to pick a modern player when you've got four immortals in the in the in the picking to, to pick from. And it's a team that won eleven premierships in a row in the fifties and sixties. So it's very, very hard to get a current generation player. The only ones I can really potentially think of are maybe Hornby, maybe um, Lance Dean Thompson. Young. Lance Thompson. No, no, Ben Cray. No, Dean Young, potentially. <laughs> um, Matt Cooper, maybe. No, not Matt um, Cooper. Oh, no. It's, 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 it's very, very hard to pick the thing, yeah. and I don't see, like, you'd, you'd have to divide it between yeah. St. George yeah. It has to be Jason Nightingale and Wendell Saylor. They got to be at the top of the list. Wendell Saylor played about ten games for them. What are you talking about? Yeah, but he mooned at least every game. <laughs> well, I'm inspired. Must be an immortal. Must be. Man, I agree with. Well, Ben Hunt should have been there, but that's um, that's neither here nor there. Uh, <laughs> oh, so, Jesus. Right, we will have our value bets tips back. Um, we may have some Knicks picks, depending. He has a late touch footy game tonight. Uh, so we'll get back to that and we can lose you some more money. But let's start off with David Mead calling the end of his career um, immediately. It's not an end of the season thing. He's retiring from professional rugby league after 14 years. 171 NRL games for Broncos and Titans, scoring 75 tries, as well as 58 Super League games for Catalan, scoring 29 tries. Uh, 15 tests for Papua New Guinea with 10 tries and captain the country of his birth at the 2017 World Cup. And in the uh, couple of weeks ago, Brown, an all-round good guy of the league. No one's ever had a bad thing to say 
against him. Uh, the try I was talking about was obviously that cross field kick that bounced and he gathered it up in the same motion. Yeah, great. And then still had to get the ball down before going out or into touch. It was absolutely incredible. I remember seeing it live. Just it was one of those disbelieving movements. He can live and die off that moment. (laughs) Oh yeah, it was like it's up there with that Warriors one where uh, was it Nathan Friend caught it upside down and flipped over within the within the play and they scored. It was just an absolutely incredible Um, feat. Yeah, that's right. He. Remember Kevin Gordon? Yeah, him and Kevin Gordon on the wings for the yeah. Titans. He's a weird bloke now. So if you follow him on social media, he's a weird dude, but really, really fun. He's got the long, long dreadlocks of Kevin Gordon does. Um, but the, these two wingers were just super athletic when they debuted for Gold Coast. And, you know, they, they, were, the, they were the... They kind of... St- everyone's like, yeah, cool, Gold Coast, you know, you got these two really, you know, strong juniors coming through, debuted for them, you know, started something new that's never eventuated for, especially David Mead, who lasted a bit longer than Kevin Gordon. But I feel like David Mead would be one of those players who, if he got signed by, say, Melbourne or something like that, he just would have, just broke out completely because he oh, yeah. just had so much potential, but he was always in teams who was, I'd be surprised if he played four finals games. He always played in teams where he just, they always struggled, yeah. but this guy, I just knew he was just so safe, quick, and you'd love him to, love him to have a bit more success. Unfortunately, he never did, but he's, as Adam said, always one of the good guys in the NRL. And, um, yeah, he just uh, obviously I had four could have put it played him a little more in the last two years, considering where they're at while they had him. For some reason they didn't. I don't know why. Yeah, yeah so good player, old David Mead. And good luck to your next chapter of your life. Uh good news. If you're listening. Yeah, this is a a repeat, a good news story for the West Tigers. Um some uh, Benji Marshall has resigned from all of his media duties as of now, like media. That's with Triple M and Fox Sports in order to get started, get prepped, plan uh, for his coaching position, uh, assistant coach to Tim Sheens. So this weekend, Brett Kamali will not be coaching the Tigers. He's test positive to COVID. So Tim Sheens will take control of the side this week. And... Marshall has said that it's born out of wanting to get started now with Tim. So maybe the succession plan um, will bear fruit in a few years. Um, The fact that Marshall has taken probably the credibility, character, the hard work that we see on the field. Um, He has a priority. Coaching is a priority. Getting the West Tigers back to where they need to be is a priority. And he's not going to let anything else stand in that way, including the media commitments that he clearly enjoyed. Uh, you could see that when he was on TV and listening to him on radio. So if I'm a West Tigers fan, um, regardless of how you felt about the coaching setup when it was announced, this has to be, you have to feel good about this. Definitely a step in the right direction that at least one of the people that will be in charge of making coaching decisions and selections Um has taken a positive step forward. Uh, yeah, well... Hasn't happened much there. 
Scott Prince actually put his name up today. Robbie Farah is going to be involved, so it's going to bring 2005 to 2023. He's pretty busy with the Broncos. That'll be interesting. Um, yeah, he put his hand up today. Oh, interesting. So, yeah, I'll keep an eye on that one. I'll ask you next time I see him. The, the good thing about this for the Tigers fan is that Benji's coming from a position where he was pretty well set. So this guy has been doing NRL 360 and a lot of media over the last three or four years of his career. It was obviously signed with Fox Sports. He retired last, end of last year and then walked on and got his own show from Fox. So he was essentially set up for the rest of his life in his media. He's obviously loved loved the idea of coaching, loves the idea of coaching at Tigers, pulled the pin on all that, and took a risk, and good on him. I hope he does well. Oh, yes. Now, with the World Cup coming up at the end of the year, uh, Mel Meninga's returned from England, where he was doing a tour of all the facilities and men's team, the women's team, the wheelchair teams uh, to ensure that everything is progressing as it should. Uh, He's made some recommendations to at the accommodation for the men's team to get it up to standard. Said that the women's and the wheelchair facilities are excellent. It's actually the male's team that needs um, a little bit of do-upping, a little bit of a do-up. I'll say that actually instead. Um, But what he wants is players to state their eligibility. Who are they playing for? Um, And he wants to know, obviously, sooner rather than later because he's in the process of putting together a train-on squad, uh, which will be fully announced after the end of the NRL season. It's not going to be something that will be done prior. But he wants to know who will be playing for Australia and who won't. So we know... Uh, mostly at the New South Wales camp, Brian Tuo, Daniel Tupo, Sisa Fatalakai have ruled themselves out of playing for Australia. They'll be playing for Tonga. Uh, Drone Lewis, Stephen Crichton are expected to choose Samoa. And Maroons pop Josh Papalihi has advised Meninga already of his desire to represent his heritage. So Meninga just basically wants a head start on knowing who he can put in that training squad to start the prepping and planning of the tactics. So all the behind the scenes stuff's already getting taken care of where they'll be set up assistant coaches, like the systems and styles that most likely wanting to play. Um, But the players are pretty important part in all of that. One thing that he's very clear on is that he's not going to be coercing players to come and play for Australia. He said, he doesn't see the point of that. You shouldn't have to, coerce players you shouldn't have to chase players they he's going to pick players who want to play for Australia as their number one option no use buts or maybe's about it um which will give him a massive selection but I, I still find it interesting that the Australian head coach has to come out and state that publicly because that's never happened in the history that I can remember anyway um and that's that's I don't know. It, it, it's not really positive or a negative. It's just something different. And that, to me, stems from the rise of the Pacific Nations and the strength of their squads. Um, and you've even got Victor Radley pledging his allegiance to England. So he's already ruled himself out as well. So, and interesting. First, I just want to preface this by saying, how good is Mount Meninga's life for the last couple of years during COVID? 
Oh, yeah. They can't, there's no Australian games available. He still gets eight from the Australian Coast. It's a full-time contract. He's had no games since 2019 or something. What a life. Yeah. Um, and we have a burning desire to win, though, because we did lose that last game in charge. But Yeah, yeah, look. He, he, he's 100% right. Like, I, I, I don't like... I've never had, like, the Swiss League. I'm not a fan of it. I know it's strictly out building the international game, which, you know, the World Cup, Tonga, surprised a few teams because of this kind of stuff, but it mainly affected New Zealand, so Megan didn't comment on it. Um, but on the other hand, like, I, I think it wouldn't hurt the International Rugby League Council to put a deadline on when players will nominate their country. I think that needs to be done, especially in a World Cup year, because there's no no actual deadline. The teams don't get selected till what after the grand final in se- start of September, and we're gonna have people just news kind of trickling in, going, you know, this player's this player's done this, this player's done this, this player's done this. So, not the biggest. I I do think that needs to be done. I think he's onto something there. Um, and then there's the whole kettle of fish about origin. That's that's we don't have the time for that tonight. Like that's a lot of stuff to unpack right there. If teams don't the teams that don't make finals, they'll be wanting to take the players out of those teams straight away. And they'll be going straight into a camp. Um well, give it a few like, weeks, but yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I mean. but yeah. Uh, and wanting to get all that sort of stuff set up. So it's just I just first time and, Australian coaches ever had to come out and do that. And get on the front foot of it yeah, it's, because it's, of, it, mm. and I think who, whoever's the in charge of that stuff, whoever it's you know, it's international rugby league, someone needs to just put their foot down and just go, guys, commit by I don't know August first. Yeah, I think that's a good time. I think that'd be good. You nominate your allegiance, and that affects you for however long of origin or whatever. I don't know, like I said, it's too much, but it needs to happen because you, this stuff. Is planned very, very hard. So, yeah, yeah. needs to happen. Needs to, 100%. All right, let's go on to signings and injuries, and then we'll get into the games. So, Raiders have re- retained four players, Zach Wolford, James Schiller, Atta, Mariota, and Matt Frawley, all extending their deals. So, Woodford, Schiller, and Mariota have signed two-year deals, keep the trio there till the end of 2024, while Frawley has signed a one-year extension through the end of 2023. Congratulations, Schiller. He signed the contract and then got dropped. Uh, Charles Nickel Cookstar, we know, will be returning to the Warriors on a three-year deal. So this just uh, solidifies the young stocks that they've got coming through. Oh, I didn't know that one. Tex Hoy has picked up a yeah. two-year deal at Hull FC to start from the start of the 2023 Super League season. All right. Um, Cowboys have given... Yeah, sorry, you go. Yeah, yeah sorry. Newcastle lost to Tex Hoy. He's always been the main replacement for, for Ponga for the series. Mm. A lot of people don't know. We've actually got Bailey Hodson there. Yes. He's supposed to be a Ponga clone, if not better, people have put out. So keep an eye on him for next year. He's been injured the whole time he's been here, though. So. Right. Um, that's signings news. And then 
injuries. So these couple have come up over the last couple of days. Sione Katoa will miss the remainder of the season after going undergoing shoulder surgery to repair it to repair a pectoral injury. He's been on fire last year and this year, 14 tries in 16 games this year. Uh, 12-week recovery period expected. Won't be back on the field for the Sharks in 2022. That's a big loss. Like, I think they're putting Connor Tracy on the wing this weekend. He's a guy. Do they not have a junior winger? They, they, they do. They've got Jesse Calhoun and they've got... Uh, I'm going to have to look. He's got a very long last time. We'll have a look at the extended list. I have a lot of time for Connor Tracy. He's a very good player, but I don't think he's a long-term wing or centre option for Chuck. No, he's a big damn great. Katoa's one of those finishes. He scores tries. Oh, yeah. That shouldn't be scored. Um, We know about Ryan Pappenhaus now for the rest of the season. Josh Adekar's been cleared of serious injury and has been... Could be available for this week's slash for the Titans. He suffered lower back and ankle injuries. And unfortunately for the Dragons, Moses Sully suffered a high-grade synosmosis injury and will be out for the rest of the regular season uh, and finals. Should, however, be okay for the World Cup if all rehab um, goes according to plan. Oh, and that's that's a big blow for the Dragons because he... Consistent's not a word that you usually use with Sully unless it's talking about his mistakes. Um, But this has been his best year of football at this level. And that's a a big blow for the Dragons, but Sully himself, um, it's hard to shed a certain reputation when you get it, uh, especially if it's a negative one. And he was going a long way to putting a little dent in that anyway. And um, yeah, big blow for him and big blow for the Dragons. Um, That's pretty much it with regards to injuries. So we will start cracking on to the games for round 19. Okay. So kicking off round 19, we have, should be a pretty entertaining game. Eels versus Broncos from Combank Stadium, Thursday, uh, 7.50. I know late changes in the 24-hour update for the home side. So Ryan Madison returns from a rib injury, slots straight in at lock, pushes Rada Niakore to the bench, and Kai Rodwell drops to 18th man. For the Broncos, Payne Haas will return. Corey Oates, Kirk Catewell, and Pat Carrigan also return after being rested for post-origin. Jake Turpin and Corey Pates will split the uh, hooking role. So, yeah, young... For Zach Hosking, young back Delise Hoyder, uh, drop out for the Broncos to the reserves. Uh, they are the 18th and 19th men. What are we thinking in this one, Jared? We've got Sevo um, ran into a bit of form, uh, a couple of solid games. Dylan Brown continuing a very successful season. Uh, Sean Lane, we've talked about having quietly a really good season again. Papali, he continuing his good run. And on the Broncos side, Jordan Ricky with Cable and Carrigan back forms a pretty formidable back row there. And obviously the inclusion of Payne Haas, hopefully we'll get back to a 65 minute plus performance again for the Broncos. Uh, I think, think Parry going to get a lesson here. Uh, Broncos going to get a lesson here, actually. Yes, I was I was leaning towards Parra on this one as well. Uh, oh, they're at Parra. 
Yeah, dollar sixty Parramatta, but there's some decent value for the Broncos, two dollars thirty-five, and they have surprised well, many I've got people. Dollar fifty and two dollars sixty at Sportsbet. Um, yeah, Broncos. Um, while they've been good, they're coming up against the Parramatta team who, um, last week Warriors came back at them, and throughout the week they've been doubted. No in way. the media, there was, there was some bullshit around that Brad Buffer was being chopped around by his manager. I don't know if they, oh, I don't know what the fuck all that is about. Um, there's been some stuff in the media about, you know, they're being not as good as they think. Yada, yada, yada. Essentially what I've been saying for the last two years, except they're hearing about it. They don't actually hear when I talk. When that happens to Para, I feel sorry for the team they play against especially if they're playing at para. So yes, they are a different beast generally in their home stadium. Well, um, there's a different beast when they're different beast when they're told they can't do something. They're like petulant children that way. They just fuck you up. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah, I'm really uh, I'm really looking forward to the battle of the back row here where you've got some Big, lanky sort of athletic fellas in Ricky and Lane. Um, then you've got Papalihi and it doesn't like match up in the middle, but Patrick Carrigan on the other side. So just two massive balls of muscle that just like to run as hard as they can and tackle as hard as they can. And then you got some skill in Capewell and Madison. Um, both... Both sides will benefit from a similar skill set out of their back row, albeit they won't be marking up directly against each other. And the return of Payne Haas against his New South Wales origin teammate in Julian Paulo should be a cracking matchup. Um, Bench-wise, both going for a utility and then three forwards pretty much with Jake Arthur, Corey Pakes, and then... Kafusi near Corey Makatoa, plus the Flegler Herrings at Hetherington. Yeah, I've got I'm going Parramatta in this one as well. Um, just based on the fact they have to be, they have to continue to win if they want to get over the hump that they well, certainly can't get over the top of. Towards the, the thing end of that the goes against my theory on Parramatta is they're actually playing Pembroke next week, so they could actually be looking forward ahead to that. But we'll see. I don't know. Like, um, what Broncos are right next to them on the ladder, aren't they? Yeah. This will be a battle Harry for Harry don't respect anyone but the team. Um so both on 24 points, yep. So this is a battle for position. Next game you've got George cool. going 35, mainly a dollar sixty. Hmm. Not bad odds actually, but yeah. like I said, the Georgian missing. Rubber and Suli and by comes in the centers. Mojo goes onto the wing. Jesus, he's a center through and through. Not much speed in this back line right here. Minus Ramsey for St. George. Jesus Christ. Um, is that all for uh, oh, Billy Burns goes in the second row? Yeah, Jaden Sullivan, Tarek Sears, Francis Molo. Is that Francis or Michael? Francis and Josh Maguire on the bench. Manly. No real change from last week. Yeah, well, Jake Trebojevic is out. With He's Bowden. out. So Toff Stipley goes to lock, as I was just about to say. Oh. And, um, yeah, that's pretty well all there is 
I, I think there'll be some late changes for Manly. Um, Andrew Davey. A bit of both. Andrew Davey uh, had to take COVID tests, so they're waiting to see what that comes back at. I mean, it's Bullamore likely it's going to be back positive. Um, so look for Ethan Bullimore probably to come in or Ben Trebojevic. I was looking at it today, Manly. Trebojevic really is in the 22. Ben Trebojevic is. No, he's not. Yeah, he's 18th man. Oh, it's not on my list. Um, I've got Walker, Schuster, Tapao, Paseca, Delui, Bullimore, Weeks, and Tamalo Val. Huh. I must, I must not have an updated one like yours. Yeah, I'm actually going to go Manly on this one. Um, Wall raised a really good point the other day when losing Ravalawa and Sully, there's no get up and go out of your own 20 using outside backs. Uh, and if Manly can do a job on Ben Hunt, there goes St. George. So that's what I reckon about this one. Yeah, I was looking at Manly's list. I don't have anyone that's just an out-and-out lock like Trebojevic. I was trying to say, who would slot into lock if he's out? And I'm going, yeah, I don't know, eh? Hey. You're, uh, you're just going off size with Toss Sipley. Yeah, but I didn't see him doing that many minutes. And then if Andrew Davies out, um, I'd say that Schuster would slot into second row. I'd probably put Ethan Bullimore in at lock because he's a hell of a lot better through the middle than he is on the edge. Or he's showing that so far. Do, do, you know, do you know who I would put? Kurt DeLouis. Yeah, that's a, that's the other one I was thinking of. Um, uh, he's a short-built guy. He won't let you down in defence. He can ball play. He's probably the closest guy in that 22 to Jacob Boyevich. The other way I was looking at it would just would be shifting um, Croker to 13, but we don't really have a backup dummy half either. So, Well, you could pro- probably put Walker to 13. Yeah. But he, he's more, like, it, it's toned down a lot more this year than what he was doing, but he's much more uh, effective when he's running the ball as opposed to my, my issue is that My issue is you've got no 80-minute players there. No. Anywhere. In that in that forward pack, sorry. In the forward pack, you've got no 80. Trevojevic just locks down that middle for 80 yeah. minutes for you week in, week out. you just got no one there. Aloy, Kepi, Croker, and Sipley, there's no... I don't know, defensive starch in the yeah. 65th minute. Like, at the start of the game, they're going to hit you hard, but by the end of it, they're not going to come out for you too hard. Um, uh, I think... Yeah, unless Hazel rotates. Well, you go rotate. You're going to aid interchanges. These guys are going to have to play longer minutes than usual, these guys, because you've got an extra guy, extra spot that's got to be filled mm. constantly. Um, and then, you know, you got to power. He's probably the most experienced bloke there. He's got to do a lot in this game to hold down that middle. And you come up against the St. George team, which is probably not the worst thing in the world. But um, on the other hand, you're going to have a very creative guy playing lock. And I think this is done on purpose at Jack Bird. So usually he plays on the edge of 5'8". You're going to have a guy linking. Um, I, I honestly think his best position is lock. Um, not, not the strongest defensively, but on, on another note, probably one of the most flary attacking locks who could play the game. And all that, you go Manly. Yeah, yeah so go Manly. I, I, I just don't think if with Cherry's kicking game, um, if he can pin St George down, I don't think they have the ability to get out of their half. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, with 
Garrick's progression at fullback, that's actually one of the things he's really improved on is his ability to run the ball back and get Manly onto the front foot. However, St. George has been uh, Manly's bogey side over the last few years. I'm just having a, trying to find their recent form um, with regards to head-to-head. I think, like, Manly's won the last couple, but before that, I know St. George has won each of its last six home game matches against Manly. Uh, in case of the yeah. So we've had, Manly's had a lot of trouble winning um, at any of St. George's home grounds. Uh, and that's, to me, Manly's biggest hurdle they need to overcome. I don't know what it is about travelling there, but we just do not perform. So, unfortunately, I wouldn't be surprised if it happens again, but I'm going to go Manly as well. Next game is one of the first times you'll ever see Newcastle on a primetime Friday night in about two and a half years. Oh, you were there time. two weeks ago. We were not. We played at six o'clock. We always went. Nah, you versus Manly. On the that was no. last Friday night. Oh yeah, but no, that was a six o'clock game, wasn't it? Uh oh. That was a Saturday night, man. Oh really? <laughs> oh man, my weekend's far out. First time, um, yeah, Newcastle gets it, and. Uh, Lucky versus on a weekend how. side. So someone should really explain it to me, but Inari Tuala got a um, reprieve after that error, that missed tackle on Cooler. Don't know how, but here we are. Um, he gets oh, a run. No one so would have made that tackle Cooler Superman. <laughs> we have uh, Dom Young not named in the five jersey. Heimel Hunt gets his return. Not a bad replacement, pretty safe, but. Dom Young is in a 21 jersey, so it's a late inclusion. It's something that um, Adam O'Brien's never really done in his tenure at Newcastle is name a 22-man squad. And uh, barring injury, it's always a 17. There's no ever any late inclusions from just, you know, to sneak someone in there kind of thing. Oh, it was a rib injury, wasn't it? Yeah, which... Can't really be needled. Tyson no. Brazil had the same injuries playing. Um, Edric Lee still playing, even though he's down over his foot. So, I look, I, it's, it's not something that Adam O'Brien's ever really done. There's named someone 22 with an indication of playing. I don't know what's oh, going to happen. Jared's saying it's will. Newcastle will be 1-17. Pretty much. Um, and for the Roosters, some big changes here. Kiri returns. Marnery's back to centre. Lodge gets the front row spot. Yeah. Um, their back line's probably closest to full strength. They could probably muster. Um, Momorowski, oh, well, Kiri goes back and Billy Smith drops out for the ACL injury. Nat Butcher comes in for Satili Tupanua. And um, was that Egan Butcher or Terrell May come in for the vacant spot on the bench? Yeah, because Takiyaho's out with those uh, facial fractures. So that's why Matt Lodge yeah, is starting. So, yeah, Matt Lodge. But you look at their bench, they've got Nat Butcher and Terrell May. Yeah. We have Drew Hutchinson and Connor Watson playing on the bench. So they've got a very small bench where Newcastle went for a bit more size. So keep an eye on that. But in saying that too, even in the... Yeah, there's not... I think they're going to be 1-17 to 17 as well. Roosters should be too strong for these folks here. 
Yeah. And you look at the Roosters, their whole back row can play 80 minutes and then they might just rotate May, Butcher with Hargraves and Lodge. Yeah, I'm going to pick Knights because I always support Knights. I'm guessing you're going Roosters. Uh, By a bit, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Let's go go for a hat trick. Manu's just going to... I hope they just let him roam after what happened in the last month. Um, But yeah, it's going to be a hard task for Newcastle to pull this out. Um, yeah, Milford still gets a run despite the fact he's indicated he won't play at Newcastle next year. So keep an eye on that. I'm hoping, like I say, Jake Clifford comes in, but I doubt it. And then the next, oh, the odds on that one are Knights of $3.75 versus $1.28. Next game that comes around, Canberra $1.28 over to Warriors $3.75. So the big news out of this game is is that Harris DeVita goes to fullback. Dejan Arcee gets his spot back on 5H, which I've, I think more than a few people, we were fanboying him that time we met him, but mm-hmm. more than a few people were very surprised he got dropped in the first place, considering he was playing very well for him. But Reese Walsh goes to the 14 jersey. Thoughts on that, Adam? Um. I think he'll start at fullback and channel Harris DeVita will be at 14. Uh, but like she, Stacey Jones playing silly buggers, you reckon? Yeah, but it's we we don't know, but behind closed doors with management, this could be literally something for upstairs going. We've given up on this year. We've got to start looking ahead to next year and what we've got. But in saying that, Channel Harris DeVita is not going to be there anyway. So there's that. Um Oh, I, I, I don't really see the reason why. If if it was if they were putting someone at fullback that was going to be at the club next year and they wanted to see what they had in them, um, see, there's other yeah. ways it could have gone about the, it. So, so I think well, it's just like, something to try and throw Canberra off. Maybe my thing is that last year, Roger Tuivasa specifically went up to Nathan Brown and said, "Put me on the wing," and. Roger Tuivasa check one of the best fullbacks New Zealand's ever produced. One of the greatest good guys in the rugby league is now playing for yeah. All Blacks on the weekend. We need to talk about that, actually. Yeah, they lost. Uh, yeah, again, good on Ireland. Good on the Northern Hemisphere teams, by the way, in rugby union. Yeah, just dominated yeah. the Southern Hemisphere. But well, Ireland's had the All Blacks number the last few years. Yeah. It's not New Zealand. But yeah, they won the series too. Mm. But moving on. Uh, last year, so yeah, Roger Tuivasa-Shek went up to Nathan Brown and goes, for the future, put Reese Welch for fullback and meet a wing. I was vastly against it because I believe you've got to put your best team out there. And at the time, the Warriors were in contention for the finals. I'm pretty sure it was like round 16-17. They're only two games out of it or something. For me, it backfired on them horribly. And this kind of... I'm not saying just because of the league, whatever you want to talk about, leaving for a justified reason, whatever, we're not going to get into it. But on the other hand, um, you know, Nathan Brown didn't make the last year, and I believe a lot of that could have been put on the fact that Roger Tuivasa-Shek wasn't playing at fullback because we both know defensively Reese Walsh had a lot of lapses last year, and they lost a few games. Well, a few tries were scored because of that, at least. Um and Nathan Brown got hooked for that. And I think that's a big decision he made last year, massive. And um, now Reese Walsh is leaving. So Roger Tuivasa-Shek 
while it didn't affect him, I think he's sitting there going, well, you know, did all that for nothing now. Um, so you, I just think it's a pretty telling call by Nathan Brown that didn't end the way you wanted it to end. And here we are. Yeah. I, yeah. If I was there, if it's a look at next year, I would have had Wittenius Lesniak at fullback and Edward Cosey on the wing. Um, but I think mean, maybe they're just playing silly buggers with regards look, to Canberra. I, 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 I honestly think that for Warriors and Newcastle, Milford, was, he's on a minimal contract, should be put down in reserve grade for Newcastle. And because he kind of walked into him, but he's doing pretty well in reserve grade. And as Adam said, I would I'd be putting a Reese Walsh in Redcliffe because they're not going to make finals. It'd be a miracle if they both do. Like, yeah, they're both four wins out of eight. So it's statistically it's possible. Reality, that's 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 ridiculous. So. Yeah, I just I don't understand this at all, and I don't see the value in it at fourteen anymore. I saw the value in it at fourteen last year, um, but not anymore. Especially in this team, when you're putting someone like Harris to feeder at fullback for Canberra, um, Albert Hopawati is in on the wing uh, with Jordan Rappiner out for two weeks. How many Hopawates are there? He's the only one in there. He's the youngest one, I think. <laughs> <laughs> not with John running around, he's not. Yeah, so, sorry, Nick Kotrick comes in for Rapid. I knew I'd forgetting someone else. Hopawati comes in for James Schiller. Uh, in the forwards, Elliot Whitehead returns, uh, pushing Corey Hawarinara back to the interchange. Big bench again, Sutton, Gula, Hawarinara with Starling there. Um Papali, Tapani, Young, Whitehead, and Elliot in the engine room. Uh, I've got Raiders in this one. Should be pretty handily. Uh, handily victors, in my opinion, for that one. Yeah, Raiders for me. All right. Let's jump in. Finally, well, close to finally, the Sharks in a big game where they're pretty much healthy. Obviously, Sioni Katoa is out for the season, but outside that... Uh, they're pretty much good to go for once. So we've been missing almost every big game the Sharks have been in this year, both against Melbourne, the early one against Penrith. They've had some pretty decent injuries. Penrith get all their origin reps back, so they're pretty much their standard 1-17. to 17. Uh, Difference with Spencer Leno in the reserves and Matt Eisenhuth or Jamin Salmon in the interchange there. For the Sharks, like I said, Connor Trace is in for Sione Katoa. Otherwise, they're pretty much their standard 1-17 with Nakora, Graham, Fanukin in the back row, Cam McInnes off the bench, uh, with Teague Wilton, Hamanuela, and Fafida. Oh, man. I just want the Sharks to freaking give it to them, eh? But I'm still going to tip Penrith. <laughs> but uh, I really I really want the Sharks to step up to this. They've been on this winning run of theirs. They beat Cowboys in North Queensland last week, albeit a, a weakened Cowboys side. Um, but they got the job done up there as they should have with a full-strength squad. But Cowboys were in that game up until that um, non-awarded Tamalolo try. Penrith origin contingent, it's going to be interesting their mindset because they've had the week off. Um, 
they've dispelled, hopefully reflected on Origin, whatever, gotten rid of any bad juju, whatever. I think they'll be coming back fired up, ready to get back, um, ready to, to win again. Uh, even though Penrith as a team won last week, that'll give them a high for that. And um, Sharks will have to be ready. Oh, I do see a big game coming from Nico Hines. I'm really looking forward to him coming up against Cleary. Um, in a match where you've got definitely two of our, two of the, one definitely, but perhaps two of the top four contenders going into the the last section of the season here. I think, I, I, I yeah, oh, I'm very worried about Connor Tracy on that wing when they think clear his bombs with the Toto and Targo, whoever he's got, no, Toto and May, whoever's going up against. Um, because he switches, I can't remember, actually remember which side he yeah. will be on. I think he'll be on the right. And it's a massive loss losing Katoa with the size of him, the finishing ability. That's massive. Um, Jesse Calcoon on the in the reserves. Uh, they do have another youngster who's not in the reserves this week that I was hoping. Ikevala as well. Yeah, it's um you keep talking. I'm gonna find I can see his name in my head, but I can't pronounce it. So I'm just going to right. bring up their club site. I'm going to Pembroke in this one. Okay, next game. There you go. Jensen, uh, Jensen, Toma Piau. Jensen right. Toma Piau. He's okay. a centre, but he can play wing as well. The odds on that one, pretty tasty for Central uh, Cronulla. Yeah, I like that. And, and um, interesting how to handle their origin hangover. I know they had a week off, but history shows that origin affects a lot of teams. Um, And the emotion and the physicality brought in this game, you know, teams may struggle to come out of that. And let's hope Cleary doesn't have scars and never puts a chip kicking in again. Uh, next game, you got a dollar thirty-five. That's good odds. South Sydney, a dollar sixty to Melbourne. They're playing in Sydney. What the fuck? What? Wow! Losing Pappenhausen, having Meany on the wing, having sorry Meany at fullback. They got Wishart at on the wing, mm-hmm. so Hooker playing on the wing. Is um, he though? Marion... He's played five eight already as well, and second row, and even prop. He played in um, reserve grade last week. Yeah, right. This is not okay. Um, you know, the Ford pack can handle itself, but then you've got Latrell Mitchell in the form he's in. Cody Walker with Latrell Mitchell next to him because he's only good when he's got someone next to him. Um, the center so harsh on Latrell. <laughs> uh, you got a second rower in the centers playing for South Sydney, which is quite surprising as well. He's got a bit of pedigree. Yeah, there I don't get that one because right. I just dropped Tane Mill and there's nothing, he's not injured or anything. Yeah, so, and Blake Taff and Richie Kenner, Josh Mansour, like yeah, yeah. It's a different yeah, one. It's, it's weird, but you know, um, Jason Demetrio has got his thing. Honestly, all night they'll just give give it to Latrell. Um, I'm actually going to put ten bucks on South Sydney for this one because that aren't you? Yeah, ten bucks on South Sydney for that because that is some good odds at two dollars thirty five with a team doesn't have who's in. A bit of a slump Melbourne are, and they don't have Pappenhausen playing. That's that's fucking. I'm so so surprised by that. Especially do you, have, playing, do you have two dollars thirty five. Yeah, 
What app have you got open? I've got Sportsbet. They're at $2.05. No, $2.35. That's all right. Um, especially since an, a core stadium, that's in Sydney, isn't it? Yeah. So they, yeah. they're playing in Sydney and Melbourne are the favourites for losing. Wow, that's with the form both teams are in. Who? Yeah, yeah. That's, get get on that, everyone. So that could be Storm four in a row if they do go down to this one. I just every time I've tipped the Storm for the last three weeks and they've lost. I'm gonna I'm gonna tip against them this week, which means they'll win. So all these people listening to Jared, make sure you go put money on Melbourne as well. Just cover yourself. Because uh, I'm no. gonna wreck it all for you. I'm gonna go South with no confidence. Um, not because they're not playing well because they are and not because the Storm aren't playing well because they're not. Uh, I can't remember the last time I've, I saw the Storm lose four in a row. Um, I'm going to be... I, I'm expecting South to win based solely on the current form of both squads. I would not be surprised if Melbourne won by like 30. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I'm going to go... And I've been really impressed by Isaiah Tass and the fact that he started playing really well once I dropped him from fantasy and now he's too expensive for me to buy him back. Um, just serves uh, serves me right. Um, okay, next game, do we even have to talk about Bulldogs versus Gold Coast? Gold Coast $2.45, Bulldogs $1.55 just because they're attacking last couple of weeks. Who gives a shit, Maybe not. Uh, um, next I'm, game I'm after that. Come on, dude. One thing in this game. Um, What's that? Jojo Fafita, after seeing what he did last week in what was a pretty decent game against the Broncos, the um, there was only one the one play where he picked the ball up on the in the in goal, uh, pretty much tippy toed the dead ball line, stepped through two Broncos defenders. Um, then set through the defensive line and then ran it all the way back out to the 40. I went, there's not a hell of a lot of guys in the comp that could do that after playing 100 games, let alone in their first game. So having that sort of confidence, he was pretty wrecked by the end of it. He's playing his first NRL game and he had to do quite a bit of work um, out there. I'm, I just want to see more of this kid. I want to see what he's got. And he, he'll be coming up against Addo Carr or um, Jacob Kraz if they decide to do a switch. So is it – that that could be – I'm excited I'm excited to watch him. Um, Dogs are going to win it. Uh, yeah, they should. Okay. <laughs> can you – I can't, it, can't take everything for granted. Um, it's not, not for granted. These two teams suck. Oh, they do, but who sucks more than the other? Like, Titans actually showed something last week. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I hope the Titans okay. win, but I'm tipping the Bulldogs to win. Okay. Next game, you got Tigers versus Cowboys up at Queensland Country Bank Stadium. Cowboys $1.10. Tigers at $7. It's a bad Sunday. I, I do want to say, so in this game, Jackson Hastings has been moved to lock. Luke Brooks has Again. been moved to halfback and yeah. Adam Dewey's to six. Look, it's a third week in a row. Adam Dewey's, what? For what? Uh, Jackson yeah, they, Hastings. They line up like that. Yeah. Yes. Okay. My point is that Jackson Hastings has been moved. 
Adam Dewey's been moved from seven to six, and Luke Brooks goes from six to seven. Now, I know it's the third week in a row, but my point is that last year when Tigers were on kind of a roll, and sometimes this year, Dewey was playing six. Yeah. Started this year when Jackson Hastings ran onto the field. I think he missed the first two games or something. He played seven. Yeah. I think Luke Brooks might have been in. No, was, they both kind of got injured, and Luke yeah. Brooks has kind of got the position. Now they're both there. In the last three years, Luke Brooks has never been dropped. Wouldn't Brett Kamali or Tim Sheens just have like a, I don't know, just an inkling to go, you know what, maybe we should try Dewey and Hastings in the halves because it's proven to work and maybe drop Luke Brooks to reserve grade or on the bench once. Just try it once. I just don't understand it. Yeah, it's it's rose-coloured glasses, not looking from the outside in, even though that was what Sheens was meant to do when he came in. Um, I just, what what is like? Is he just the best trainer in the entire competition? I I, I just do not like, and and this is nothing against Luke Brooks. He's a very he's definitely in half equity. He's, he's got a head for the game. <laughs> Adam's making a very tall head. He, he he's in half back of the year, but. You're moving so many puzzle pieces, but a very obvious one is just staying on the field. And I just don't understand why. Um, I would love an explanation because if Brooks got dropped, everyone would be like, yeah, cool. Let's just try doing Hastings and Hartles. I don't think anyone really put their hands up in in alarm. Yeah, but I I just want to see doing Hastings playing the halves at least once. Once, Once. I want to see them play together. And have a few games together because they've got, you know, a very minus Mamalo, a very talented backline. You've got Kapoa, Toa, Naden, and Laurie. You know, there's a bit of talent there. Hasn't Speaking. Laurie's game not developed yeah. over under the current regime? Yeah. yeah. He, he came in and he was, play, I should say. You got you got the oldest front row in the in the competition with Offhand Gowie, Fangu, Brown and James Tamo. Like well, Tamo saying he wants to play on sweet Jesus, do not let it be my club who signs that. <laughs> Murray uh, not Murray Tulangi. Sorry. Kelma Tulagi. Kelma Tulagi and Luke Garner. I don't mind the backer. And you know what? I don't mind Hastings at lock. I I, I don't hate it. I do. No, I should be at halfback. <laughs> no, but the point is it's something they're trying, but I feel like this should be an option they should try if the Luke Brock situation doesn't, if Dewey and Hastings don't work out oh, the halves pairing. They might not try it in case they drop down the ladder. <laughs> um, four Cowboys, there's a bit change. There's a few players coming in that, you know, Deedon's back. Um, all, all their origin players Rogers. are back except for McLean. Yeah. Uh, they do have Leilua named at prop. And Gilbert named it secondary. Don't be surprised at a late switch there. Man, Leilua must be licking his lips looking at this oh. game. <laughs> Imagine the whole Ford pack must have been because they've got Tamo and Offerhand Gowie running on as front row with no um, Utukamano or Alex Twelve there. Like... No, I just mean Leilua's first game back against the Tigers. Oh, yeah, but that's my point. It, yeah. he, he's coming up. He's, he doesn't have to play against their two best forwards. Yeah. That, that's my point. Like, Tulagi and Garner are not slouches by any means, but they're not Twa and bloody Utukamano. Like, no. come on. 
And yeah, it's just oh, Tigers. Just, I, I I would just love an explanation as to why they haven't attempted to drop Brooks. I just I just want that for myself because they've tried every other combination bar that. And yeah, I just don't get it. Yeah, no, I I, I don't understand either. And I'm just looking at the. Um, let's go have a quick look at something here. <laughs> and it, I don't know how well this is going to go for. Um, hold up. All right, Jared's looking for something while I'm looking for my um, better than round. So you're you're sticking with your ten dollars. All right. Okay. So hold up. Hold up. So right. I, I found it. Sunday, it's between fourteen and twenty four degrees at um, Townsville. No chance of rain. So it's going to be a fast track that's not too hot. Excellent. Up in Townsville. Love it. So you you do not want to go up to Townsville when it's a fast track, ever, ever. They will just rip you apart at every part of the game. <laughs> like, oh, shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. I've got my value bet. Um, you've got yours $10 on Rabbitohs. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know where you're getting your $2.65 from. So I've got sports bet and I've refreshed it twice and I'm at $2.05. Yeah, but I'm better than you. Not tipping. Not betting. Well, actually, no, neither of us are any good. You just suck more than I do. Um, Love you too, Adam. <laughs> you're going at $2. All right, I'll give it $2.65 then. $26.50 you'll win. Um, my bet is worth $25.65 and I'm putting $10 on it. Um, and I don't think it's I, I think I'm getting pretty good value for this honestly so I've got Tedesco to score two or more tries against the Knights <laughs> and I've got Leilua to score any time against the Tigers <laughs> and that's 25.65 that's, that's, that's paying not, I don't mind that that's pretty good <laughs> I'm putting 10 bucks on that baby right you win the whole round you win the whole year if that happens alright guys that's the end. Jump on the inter- jump on our tipping comp. Um, Thanks as always bye. for listening. Rate and review yeah. us. If you can give us five stars on whatever podcast platform you listen to, it helps us out a lot. Uh, gets us up the charts and all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, outside of that, good luck into round 19. And we'll, well, You'll watch more footy than I will. Well, actually, no. I might watch a lot. I'm on a Bucks party. It's just I don't know how much of it I'm going to remember. So we'll rely on Jared and Wall next week. Bye. We'll to carry, carry Adam. That's it. Thank you for tuning in to Six Again. Connect with the show on Twitter, Instagram, and the Six Again website. All links via the show's bio.